Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. How do you usually cope with these Bills losses? Because I don't, I don't know about you. I myself usually go through some variant of the seven stages of grieving where you basically start with anger and depression and then you end up coping and bargaining and, and eventually get to this place where you can sit and do a podcast, I guess. Pat. I, it's just one of those deals, man. I wish... Why the hell can't we rush three guys and get pressure? Like, why? It's like, you ever watch um, Arrested Development where George Blue Sr.'s crying and he's like, why does Oscar have hair and I have money? Why can't I have money and have hair and Oscar have nothing? And Brando. So bad, dude. It's so bad. Oh my God. I don't even know what I'm saying. (laughs) I I can't close. I can't. I can't. Hey guys, I'm John. Welcome back to another episode of Not Another Bad Loss Podcast. Um, I'm here with Brandon and Pat and uh, it's Sunday night right now. We're recording this a little bit earlier than normal. Usually we have a day and a half to uh, collect our thoughts and, uh, you know, squander in self-pity or whatever. But this one's fresh, so I guess we'll have the bleep button at the ready. But yeah, I don't know. First initial uh, initial thoughts, guys. Oh man. I don't even think I need to ask you how you're doing. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you played the intro with Pat dropping a bunch of F words because it, it made me smile and I needed a smile after that cold, wet torture of a game today. Yeah, for real. So what was it like being at the stadium? Awful. <laughs> Literally the least I've had some bad experiences at the stadium, maybe like once or twice, but it's always in November. The and probably the one which I referenced on the show prior was the last time Carson Wentz came to town with the Eagles in a November game and, and did the almost the exact same thing they did against the bills. And I'm sitting there like, what the hell Carson? Why do you bring the rain with you? Just cause it rains in England doesn't mean you have to make it rain in Buffalo, Mr. Prince Henry, but Harry. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Prince Harry, <laughs> but uh, it was cold. It was miserable. That just made me want a dome stadium even more. <laughs> Did you pause because like, you so just got honestly. the uh, the Sabers notification that they lost five to four? Oh, I I said saw ESPN, but I didn't. Oh yeah, lift they just my lost. Phone up enough. And I didn't watch it. Yeah. I tried. I I abstained from this game. I saw that it was interesting, and I stayed away from it because I felt like Buffalo fans needed something today, and I wasn't going to screw it up by watching it and jinxing them. Well, basically, your Sabres update is Sabres get your attention. They make it 4-4 and then they lose 5-4. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, I will say this. At least they're entertaining this year. Buffalo's 0-2 today. What the f***? (laughs) (laughs) Both our superstitions just down the toilet, man. Like, I don't know. Coming and to Pat, Pat, reality. Exactly. <laughs> Pat can't pick uh, against the Bills anymore. That was our trick for one week. That's it lasted the only for one week. Of this game <laughs> is that Pat is freed from his the blitz, as how I met your mother calls it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think John's free to watch the Sabres now, man. Like you gotta, you know. They lost. True. You didn't watch. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Let's first cleanse time ourselves, everybody, yeah. after this week. Yeah, a little uh everyone's gonna be washing their jerseys for the first time in a while, I'm sure. So a little bit of a cleanse for Bills Mafia. Put on some Dio. Wash the Allen jersey. Especially the lucky socks. There's a lot of lucky socks that you know probably caused a lot of athletes foot when the Bills are in <laughs> some winning streaks, but <laughs> it's laundry week. Short week too, heading into Thursday. So bring it home to your parents for Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. That'll go True. well. <laughs> Have your mom do your laundry again. Yeah, I'm obviously gonna do that. <laughs> I don't have laundry here, man. What am I going to do? It's yeah. free at home. 
Yep, exactly. That's true, man. Exactly. And like getting on the quarters grind for anything, dude. Like no, if I you pay... need quarters or single dollar bills, or you have yours like with with like a credit card, you can use it. Nah, this shop down the street for my house. Anybody in Buffalo? You know what? Maybe I should walk in and tell them about our podcast. But these lovely ladies run a beautiful business. They you can drop off your laundry for ninety nine cents. They fold it and they wash it and they have it ready for you like four hours later. So no shit, I pay about twenty bucks, twenty five bucks because it's twenty pounds ish. And they fold it, they wash it, and it's ready to be picked up after school. So for ninety nine cents a pound, yeah, I should go talk to them about sponsoring us. That'd be fun. <laughs> Dude, that would be free laundry. That would save my life. I mean, this is a pretty good business plan. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you should be like for some shares <laughs> in what you guys got going on over here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? Speaking of laundry, man, somebody's got to wash Brian Dable's backpack and rip <laughs> this game plan apart and Sean McDermott's. You know what? The coaching aspect is what I'm disappointed about. What did you guys think about that? I don't think that Brian Dable was bad today necessarily it's really hard to scheme up a game plan when your players are having trouble executing because right. like it seemed like players were open um it's just you know everybody was just that little bit off today like nothing they couldn't get anything going and when they did like it was you know it was hampered in different ways i'll say the one thing that i really didn't like was some of the coaching like game management decisions um the one that stuck out to me the most by far was fourth and five in their territory down by four scores and you're kicking a field goal. Like that's the most cowardly of coward decisions that, that you can possibly have. And that was, that was AFC championship McDermott. That was 2017 McDermott. And I thought we had shaken that out of a system and it's really scary to think that we haven't because you know, if there are bigger games than this, like if you're playing scared against the Indianapolis Colts, then I mean, if you're playing Tennessee in the AFC championship or whoever makes it that far, because we don't know who the hell is good in the AFC anymore, like you're going to have to muster up something because you, you got to make more gutsy decisions than that. I don't know what the uh, analytics said in that play. I would. So, yeah. So this is, was my question too. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Because from what I listened to the post game with Sean McDermott's comments, he was saying that he, did not think his offense was doing well, which they were kind of sputtering. And he thought it, it would make it a two possession game from a three possession to a two possession based on touchdown, two point conversion and touchdown. So it was, it would have been in that same numbers of for possessions. And then they get the ball back four possessions to three possessions, right? No, it, cause it was a three possession game to a two possession game, not four to three yet. Okay. They're still down 17 at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think they were down. Yeah, they were down 17. I thought it was 16 at one point, but um, yeah, it was three to two because this is what the guy said on the question on the air. Um, but he said that he went for it because he's got a kicker with a strong leg who can make this a game. And then they got the ball back at halftime, yeah, right? So they were going to try and double dip. So, you know, and then you're only down three or seven, whatever. You're, you're down one score and then that's where no, it would no, come no. back. Yeah. So I'm not talking about the field goal before half. That one. Are you talking about like the fifty-seven yeah, no. yard field the upright goal. that he hit? No, the the field goal before half he hit the upright. Right. So the one that he shanked, the forty-seven yarder. Yeah, that was on fourth and five. The field goal before half, it was like fourth and a mile. Like they weren't even close. Yeah. Like I, which came off another bad play, right? It's another bad Josh play where he loses the ball, where they're in scoring opportunity, true. where they could use the points, and it pushes them way back, right? Right. And if you remember on that drive as well, I think they were in a third and four, third and five, where they had the QB sweep going, and it looked like Josh was going to run for thirteen yards, and somebody had a false start. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, definitely a shoot yourself in the foot type of thing, which I feel like. There was a lot of that today and, you know, some of the calls didn't go their way. And I don't think that that was a huge part of the, the impact of the game or anything like that. But yeah, no, I'm talking about second half. You're down. I think they were down four yeah. scores at that no, point. You're, and you're right. I have no, I have no I problem score. whatsoever kicking that field goal before half. You're going to get the ball back. But after that, your, your, your team is driving. It's the best drive that they've had since the first time that they went and scored a touchdown and you're inside the 30 yard line. You know, even if it, I think it was 29, 30 yard line or something like that, fourth and five after your offense, I mean, has had a good drive. They drove all the way down the field and then deciding to kick it there and missing it. It's like, even if you make that field goal, it's, it's like, what was, what was the point of kicking there? You're not going to win this game. 
you're not losing anything by taking a chance. Like, what do you have to lose at that point? You know, you're still going to be down by a significant margin. You have more to more to gain from going for it than you do to lose from kicking, you know, going for it and missing. So I don't know. No, you're right. I, I especially our offense that we have, but I, I was blaming Dable because Breida didn't really get involved until almost after the half, right? Not too many touches early on. No, but, I mean he made the most of them. Yeah, he made the most of them, which is, is like, well, why didn't you game plan for him a little more? I don't know. I just I feel like Matt Breida wouldn't have made the difference in that game necessarily. I'm not saying that it's not worth knowing. No, no. I mean, but it really I just don't. seemed like you know if if we're gonna, I just I really don't put too much blame on Dable's shoulders in this one. Like the receivers were like they had a hard time catching Josh's oh, fastball today in the rain. Absolutely, he had about three or four of them in that in that stretch. He had, he yeah. had like a stretch of like six or seven incomplete passes and like. There, there are a lot of drops in that sequence. You know, granted, if he hits them right in the middle of the chest, they probably catch it with their body and they're fine. But it's like any outstretched catch, like nobody could get their hands on on his throws. And I don't know. Just so this, it was not there today at all. This is my, my other question then, because schematically speaking, the Bills' base defense is nickel, right? They played Johnson to be the nickel corner. And these teams that we lose against take advantage of that by being more physical, right? On um, both sides of the ball. So you, you see the Steelers do it. You saw Tennessee do it and you're seeing uh, the Colts do it. And the, the, they're three unique teams that play an old school brand of football where the bills are more of a new wave, old wave hybrid. Um, but it seems to be this, you know, fool me once, shame on me for not realizing it. Fool me twice, like, why can't I realize this? Fool me three times, like, come on, buddy, what's going on? And maybe it's because Tremaine Edmonds wasn't out that they didn't do it more, but you got to. I think that is the reason. Um, you got to look at a 4 3 a little bit, at least. Like, you got to make Carson Wentz beat you. Like, you got to right. put a little more pressure in the box. You know, Jonathan Taylor is going to run it up your throat. Why? I understand that they like Johnson as their corner slot receiver, whatever, the nickel guy. But I mean, if you're if you're trotting Klein and it would be Dobson at this point, right? What's yeah, I think the, Dobson's yeah. probably the next Dobson. guy off the bench. Or it looks Andre a lot better Smith with Klein, Milano, and Edmonds <laughs> than it does with Milano, Klein, and oh yeah, Tyrell Dobson. Some you should make an adjustment. You should you should realize how your team has played in the past, like that Saints game that got torched up, and and with no star and uh, being able to clog up the middle. Ed Oliver played all right, but. Nobody really stood up. I mean, we didn't oh, get dude, any pressure. He had another sack called back today, too. Dude, this guy has had like some stats. Like, did you did you guys Erased. see that at all? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Oh man. But this this D line didn't really get any pressure, and it was not good. So I don't know. Well, like, I don't. That's my thing about the coaching is why did they not make adjustments with this with that schematically? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'd think they would do something like just daring them to pass at that point. Yeah, but Indy's. Indy's game plan never wavered. They just stuffed it down their throats. I mean, I can remember a handful of games where the Bills have had, you know, 200 plus rushing yards, you know, on them. And and those teams were all much less talented than this defense. And uh, I mean, of course, it's super upsetting because it's like you have the number one defense statistically and they can't stop one running back. So they just, they couldn't put anything together today. And... I don't know. I just seem football is a very like it's causation based. So it's, you know, like one event leads to another. And I felt like at every single fork in the road in this game, like it was basically Murphy's law, like whether it be a bad, you know, a tough call at a, at a really critical time, you know, where the bills finally got off the field on that sack of Ed Oliver, like you were talking about Pat and, Taron Johnson gets called for a very weak hold on the back end. I don't know. They they shot themselves in the foot. Like every single good thing that that they had going seemed to uh, be diminished pretty quickly. So yeah, that depressing. I mean, what else can you say about it? Um, they underperformed again, and I, I mean, it's concerning at this point because it's not like this is just one throwaway game. You know, this is the third time this year that they've looked like a shell of themselves essentially, but. No, I agree. And it's kind of like disheartening because it, it seems like we're losing all these games with like terrible quarterback play on the other side. Like, I mean, Carson Wentz's stats today were not crazy. I mean, 
you know, it, it's just one of those things where you, they just kill you slowly. Like that first drive, like took so much time off the 11 off the clock, plays, man. six minutes, five oh, seconds. It was just, I just knew something was up when <laughs> they and were you know just what? like, that's a good point that you, that you put that in there, Pat, Pat and John, both of you I want to talk about what both of you just said, which was the Colts stuck to their game plan the whole time. And then Pat, the, that first drive set the tone for them right away. And my first thought when I was checking the radar today was that it was going to start to rain about two o'clock, right? Right about halftime. So it was like, why would you not want the ball? Go get a score, set True. the tone of the game, dictate the tempo yourself, show that you are going to have to play a different style than you normally play to keep up with us. But I believe the bills won because they deferred, right? Because they were going for the double up. Like Colts didn't choose to receive the ball. And the minute the Colts got that ball, they set the tone right away and they dictated it from the first play of the game from the offensive line blocking for Jonathan Taylor. They got a jump every single time. He was running downhill on every single handoff. He was getting seven, eight, nine, ten yards. Easy. There was not a pushback from them. And and they dictated that from the beginning. They dictated what uh, Josh was able to do with the pressure that they got and the penalties and just getting flustered and the wet ball and Josh maybe putting a little more on it than he needed to be. But um, from the beginning, they dictated that game and credit to Frank Wright for sticking to the game plan and doing that. But I think even to something as simple as taking the ball when you know the weather's coming, like you know McDermott's prepared for that. He prepares for everything. So I just want to know what the room says about that. Like statistically thinking, they did have a chance to double up. Right. They they were driving. They had a couple opportunities, but Brandon, I was going to say this about your point. I think that it's really easy to stick to your game plan when your offensive line is absolutely blowing the other team's D line off the ball and you're just having your way with them. And I feel like the most ugly Bills losses, the one thing that every single one of them has in common is that the Bills have gotten beat up in the trenches. Like they've not controlled the line of scrimmage at all. Because the Bills have better skill players than almost every other team in the NFL by far. And so the only thing that's been wrecking these games for them, not the only thing, uh, you know, but has been poor poor line play on, on either side of the football. And defensively, they haven't shown that this year. They've been an elite defense up until this point. And this was probably the first time their D-line really, really got bossed around. And surprisingly, it wasn't the O-line today because... I think that the Colts D line was a tougher matchup going into this, but I think the offensive line did okay. wasn't great, but it wasn't like Jacksonville bad. And Bobby Hart was inactive, you know, so <laughs> it could have been worse. But yeah, I don't know. I, that's it's kind of plain and simple. They just got bossed around. They got outplayed. Even if a lot of that stuff goes the other way, you know, I I think they might have still ended up losing that game. So, are you guys are you guys concerned? Like. Do you feel, I mean, obviously we all feel more down on this team than we were at this point last season because the Bills were, you know, at this point in the season coming off a bye and starting to roll. And they never looked back after that one loss. And we thought that, you know, after after some of these losses, we're like, okay, you know, they'll, they'll turn it around. They'll be fine. They'll go on a run. And here we are with the fourth loss of the season, kind of wondering now with the Patriots a half game up in the division, I'm thinking like, are we going to be able to beat New England twice? Are we going to... All, this this part of the schedule is mostly winning teams now. And it looked early. Or it looked really easy like two weeks ago. So I, I don't know. What's your guys' confidence level at this point right now? I mean, like I said earlier, you know, we really don't even need that good of quarterback play to kind of slap us around if a team is well coached and can run the ball. Like, I mean, Bill Belichick's like, yeah, you want, it? I'll have Mac Jones throw for 137 yards and like, you know, we'll rush it for 250 and four touchdowns, just like Frank Reich. Like, I don't know. It's one of those deals. Like you said, I, I'm not going to give up completely on this team or anything like that, but it's just concerning to me because it seems like the defense is like totally a different squad when star isn't in there. And it's like, he's not even like, I mean, he's a great player, but like, he shouldn't like be the linchpin of, of your defense. Like when his availability has been so same thing with Spencer Brown, right? Your fourth same round thing. pick should not be a linchpin to the success of your season. Right. Yeah. Third round pick. Third round pick. I knew that's what you meant. <laughs> so, I mean, I agree with what you said, Pat, but for me, listen, 
You all know me. I can boil this down to one word. And that one word reflects something about me. If you know me, I'm a big Queen fan. So there's this song by Queen. It's actually by David Bowie and Queen. And this team is good. They went from being the underdogs to being the favorites this year, right? So we have some high-paid quarterback. We got a high-paid coach. We got a high-paid receiver. We got a high-paid left tackle. We got a high-paid secondary, right? So these guys are under pressure, all right? I was looking, I was listening to the song after the game today, and I'm like, Sean McDermott's going home and he's thinking, pressure, it's pushing down on me. Pushing down on you, Josh Allen. No man ask for. These, this pressure could build a burning, burn a building down. It could split a family in two and it could put people on the streets, right? After this game, like who's on the street after this game? Defensive line, defense. <laughs> Anybody who put a lot of money on the bills. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So, I mean, and it's the terror of knowing that the world is about watching our good friends here screaming, let me out all drought. We prayed for Josh Allen, right? We wanted a quarterback like that. <laughs> and we prayed that tomorrow would get me higher. And the pressure was on people and the people were on the streets for 17 years. But now on a day like today where we have Josh Allen, we're chirping around, kicking my brains around the floor. And not only did it rain, but it poured. It's just watching... All of this happened. I had to turn away from it all like a blind man. It kept coming up with love, but it felt so slashed and torn. This line play was slashing and tearing. (laughs) I laugh while I'm under pressure, but we're actually breaking. But can we give ourselves one more chance? Why can't we give love that one more chance? We have Josh Allen. We have Sean McDermott. Why can't we give it? Give love. Come on, man. Give love one more chance. All right. We can be pissed sorry but we went on two as sabers and the bills lost today all right <laughs> the people are on the edge of the night all right it's happening and the love dares you to change our way of thinking okay we need to change our way of thinking this is not a drought team we have a superstar quarterback this is not our last dance this is ourself but we're under pressure okay that's it we're just under pressure let our guys rise to the occasion Wow. I'm not even sure how to follow that up. No, that was legendary, man. <laughs> I just love that Dave, song. Dave and Freddie, they'd be very proud, man. They'd be, they'd be Bills fans after that. <laughs> I just needed to get that off my chest, man. Yeah. I was, well, today was a long day. Hopefully we're singing We Are the Champions after <laughs> every point in the season, AFC East, AFC Champions, and then Super Bowl. Well, but, first, I would just like to take it one game at a time. And after the Saints game, maybe we can get on a roll. Maybe don't stop me now. And with Thanksgiving, I'm having such a good time. I might even have a ball. But I'll stop speaking in Queen lingo and we'll get the show. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we're killing them with the the, the quotes, man, from the music. We know about those lyrics out here on Not Another Buffalo Podcast. (laughs) Does anyone want to take the Sabres update today? Yeah, I got it. All right. It's time for the weekly Sabres update. Ladies and gentlemen, there was four goals scored within 90 seconds. Can you believe that? Tage Thompson, Hinstrosa, Darlene, Asplin, all score goals. They are with the Rangers. It is neck and neck. The final, the Sabres lose five to four. This has been your weekly Sabres update. Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. 
Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Ugh. Tough day in Buffalo sports. Not the worst, though. One Buffalo, one Buffaloes. I mean, they, they did this in front of Marshawn Lynch today. Uh, I was, I was actually, I was, I was thinking about this the entire time. I was like, poor Marshawn comes back, you know, I don't know how the legends community brings these guys back. I don't know if they pay them. I'm sure they like so much money. They're getting paid. They are getting paid money to do this. Well, I feel better because like, I was (laughs) like, you know, I love Marshawn. I don't know how much Marshawn actually identifies as as a Buffalo Bill. I know he was drafted here, but he had the, the biggest part of his career in Seattle and stuff like that. And Remember Obviously. he was looking for the uh, Statue of Liberty over Lake Erie when he was flying yes. in. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and that was a high point of his time in Buffalo. Guys, guys, a maverick, but he wanted a game that reminded him of those years. So like he really picked it. He, he picked a great game to represent the uh, years when he was. Yeah, on the we team. really did see the 2008 bills out there today. I, I thought that yes. was Dick Duran on the sideline deciding to kick a field goal <laughs> on fourth and five. <laughs> uh, dude. <laughs> Even Chan Gailey wouldn't have done that. Shit. No, you know, well, we probably would have like, we probably would have gone for it on like four fourth downs, like probably turnover <laughs> on downs, all downs. But and then he goes but, for it. But you know, I don't know. It's just I, I feel you, man. Just we feel a little bit repressed after this. Um, and I, and I'm looking at the schedule and I'm like, you know what? I see a couple winnable games here. Like I think the Panthers, Jets. I, I mean, those are some winnable games. Falcons at the end of the year. I mean, that gives us to what nine and nine, eight. nine and eight. Like you know, that's if I, it's just one of those deals. I don't even. I guess like you guys said, take it one game at a time. But like, I don't know. I just I got to get off the Murphy's Law train right now. But you know, yeah. I mean, it's just like they just got to hit their groove early in a game and keep going because it seems like not only is their confidence shot right now, but like they're just their game rhythm is off. You know, a lot of. You know, this isn't all just X's and O's. You know, if you've got a bunch of guys that are not performing up to the level that they're capable of, I mean, what what do you, you I don't care if you're the the freaking 07 Patriots, like, you know, they lost in a game where they were favored and they were much more talented than the other team, you know. It's it's all about who's who's playing hot and who's who, who's confident and, and that kind of thing. And I think that I know we constantly like compare this team to last year's Buccaneers to uh, like somehow find a way to cope with the losses. Yeah. I was about to say this. Yeah. And it's, I mean, they were seven and five last year. Yeah. It's comforting. You know, they only had two more wins than their losses, which is the same position we're in right now. And, but yeah, it's, it's really about who gets hot at the right time. And I'm really just thankful that these losses aren't December and January losses because I feel like those mean a lot more. So the Bills had momentum going into the playoffs last year, and I don't even think they played their best football in the playoffs. So we could be, we could be totally not even caring about this loss at some point, you know, if, if they're playing well in the playoffs and, and they make a run because you want to get home field advantage and throughout the playoffs, I feel like that would help, but you know, it's anyone's game when they get there. And honestly, I wouldn't mind if we were going on the road, taking this team into a dome because I, I think that weather is, and I don't know if this is going to be a popular take, but I think weather is a disadvantage for this Bills team. It really it is. is to any like, good team. I mean, I'm not saying that NFL. Josh can't throw in the rain because he's had good performances in the rain. He's not just crap when he throws in, in weather or anything like that, but it takes him a couple tries to get it under control. He usually misses high a couple times in the first half in these rainy games. There's been a lot of, you know, really dismal performances in the rain for this Bills team. If you think about Tennessee last year, Kansas City last year. I don't think it affects Josh as much because he can have his hand in a towel literally until he's about to get the snap. And Mitch Morris can have his hand on a towel until he puts his hand on the snap, the ball to snap it. It's the receivers, Isaiah McKenzie on kicks. It's oh, dude, Cole we Beasley's didn't even hands, get to that, right? dude. I mean, it's I felt like that was the biggest momentum change in the it whole was. game, honestly. That was huge. That was so, yeah. so huge. Yeah, it, was, but, it was pretty much over at that point. But the whole dome thing, just from the beginning of the game, like it was beautiful outside. And you're like, hey, that would have been a day for the retractable roof because you could have had it open and then you could have closed it, right? Like you, it was beautiful on the way there. The sun was up, but you could see on the forecast it was coming. And you're like, okay, at what point do you say... 
this is going to affect the game. As a coach, you need to be on that, and you need to understand that getting the ball first might be beneficial than it is doubling up. Like you have a defense that's what leading the league in takeaways almost. Like you can manufacture more possessions, manufacture pressure on Wentz. Have your defensive line do something. Have Gregory so. Greg Rousseau pop a firecracker because he needs to do something to get a spark yeah. back. Like Jerry Hughes and these guys are quiet and there's ways to, to go around it. But until you, you know, you played 10 games at home in a year and in Buffalo, five of those games could be bad. And that's like 25% of your schedule. Right. So I, I, I need some coverage on the field, man. It was miserable. And for us workers at the stadium, it's also miserable, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. But speaking of domes, uh, we're heading to one on Thursday. So not us personally, um, but I the wish. Bills. I'll be home for the first time in five years for Thanksgiving, which is pretty exciting. That is exciting. Um, but and now that I'm thinking about this, I should have let off the podcast with this. Um, but yeah, so I was sitting at a red light last Tuesday, just minding my own business and got plowed by a Dodge Caravan doing about 40. And uh, my beloved Mustang is now totaled. And that was the second worst thing to happen to me this week. Now that the bill's lost. So (laughs) not the thousands of dollars of car accidents and body trauma and emotional trauma from your baby. It's Josh Allen and the bills losing on Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) It can only get better from here. I I guess. I hope so. The night's the darkest (laughs) just before the dawn. Yeah, no, here we are post bills loss. And, uh, I mean, if we can make it through this, I guess we can make it through anything, but I'll be really depressed. Like if the bills lose on Thanksgiving, I don't know if it'll ruin Thanksgiving. Cause I'll be it happy will to be, absolutely be with... ruin Thanksgiving, John. I'm sorry. I know your family. It's You're not going to be able to talk about anything. I, else. Don't, I understand that you, you spent five night. years. If it was an afternoon game, it could definitely ruin Thanksgiving. If it's night, dude, I mean, dude, don't dude, do not get me wrong. If the bills lose on Thanksgiving, there's not enough alcohol in the world, but I'm telling you, like at least it's at night. Like you could just go to sleep after that. I'm not falling asleep. I I barely ever fall asleep. Dude, eggnog's gross. Sorry, unpopular opinion. I'm (laughs) yeah. I I think eggnog is pretty like. I don't think it's unpopular. It's polarizing for sure. Yeah, I think Sam just just bought some and it's in the fridge, and I just. I always used to think that like eggnog, all eggnog had booze in it too, because my mom would always be like, "Yo, don't drink that. That's eggnog. You don't want to drink that." It's got alcohol in it. And I was always just like, yeah, man, here it is. <laughs> Drink it. I hate it, up. man. It's so yeah. Well, Brandon, eggnog is not for the faint of heart stomach wise. So uh, lighter things have given you a tougher time. So yeah, I mean, I, no, I, I, just, I understand. I understand. I would drink a gallon of it and still feel better if then if the bills lose on Thanksgiving, because I'll just be, I'll be distraught, man. I'll be pretty distraught if they lose on Thanksgiving. All right, well, let's let's do this because I mean, talking about the bills right now is kind of depressing. Let let's let's talk holiday drinks here. Let's let let's get a little power ranking together because <laughs> I want your guys' opinions. Like, I mean, let's, what are some holiday drinks that might make the top three or four? Pat's like, I don't give a fuck. I just drink Gatorade anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I would I would go I would go some non Gatorade related drinks for the holidays, man. <laughs> I mean, some of that. Like, are you talking? NA drinks or like drinks or anything. like a combination of both. Yeah, Bang. exactly. Holiday <laughs> drinks. You can't talk about holiday drinks without including alcohol, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I will say like any sort of like sparkling crayon, sparkling grape. I really like that stuff. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Yeah. 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 You are know? you talking like the, the Welch's stuff that yeah. like was a big yeah. deal as a kid? Cause your parents are like, still- oh, it's like you're having champagne, but it's grape juice. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that stuff a lot. Like that was a big deal when we got to do that in our house, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that. And Brandon, do you have any, do you have any takes? You look like you wanted to say something. No, I would just say for holiday drinks. I mean, you know, if any alcohol that contains any sort of harsh flavoring enters my stomach it will promptly eject itself one way or another (laughs) Uh, so i have to be pretty careful i will say i like the wine i like the red fruit juice wine you could catch me with a riesling you could catch me with the moscato you the loganberry wine is good oh Uh, that's a game changer it's very good um just like (laughs) half a cup otherwise you get a migraine from the sugar um but 
you know, I'm all about the sweets. If it tastes like alcohol, you could almost guarantee you that I will not touch it. Um, but I also like me some red apple ale. Those are good too, but that's not really, you know, that's more of a Halloween drink, right? That's a, that's a fall drink. A fall but, thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, what about like the red seven ups? I feel like those are like more like a Christmas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're like the yeah, two yeah, years, there's going to be one. There's going to be one of those at Thanksgiving too. I can almost guarantee. Like that's funny. Those are like a low key staple of the holiday season as well. Um, wow. Underdog coming into the power rankings. This is the Cinderella story of, of this matchup is, is the, uh, the red seven up. No, wait, right. is it cherry? Is it cherry seven up or is it, it raspberry? Is I cherry? think it's cherry. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. You know, actually some of that like uh raspberry ginger ale, the Canada dry stuff, that ain't too bad. Yeah, that, that, no, that's, that's, that's pretty hey, good. Hey, you know, I'm big on my ginger ale. That's good for oh, my yeah. stomach. See, that, that ginger, is good for your stomach. That's why. Uh, mules, yeah. I like mules too. I don't know if they're like, okay. but, but yeah. like not a lot of alcohol. Like I need right. the ginger okay, so to I, be better than the, than the alcohol. Are you doing like a regular whiskey mule or are you doing like a Moscow mule? I like Moscow mules because I like the cups better. I've never had a whiskey mule. Actually, no, that's a lie. My brother-in-law had a, uh, uh, what is it? A ginger whiskey or whiskey ginger or whatever it is. Whiskey and ginger ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit different than a mule. So like a mule is is ginger beer. I love ginger beer. Yeah. And then ginger ale. I mean, that's just like a, like a, a whiskey ginger both of those are good. I like both of those. But yeah, I will say, so this is my opinion about eggnog. And I know neither of you guys can relate because it doesn't sound like either of you liked eggnog that much, but I actually really liked eggnog growing up as a kid. Like drank it all the time. I like to put like a little bit of cinnamon on top of it, but like, I don't usually like mixing eggnog with alcohol. Like I like whiskey and I like eggnog, but I don't like them together. Like, I don't think you need to mix them. Yeah. You know, or you could be a real sicko and like chase your whiskey with eggnog. Like, yeah, but if you, if you like live in a house with tile floors, <laughs> <laughs> that is the key. That's funny. But yeah. I don't know. I know you guys aren't like, you guys don't like old fashions or anything like that. Um, probably not, but that's, that's like one of my favorite holiday drinks. Although that's like, it's what kind is of an old fashioned it is. It's like a year-round thing, but you know, you know, people Does not like have to, to be a make it. Yeah, people. Fashion. Yeah, people. People like to put the holiday label on things to enable themselves. Listen, my name's Brandon. I don't need no holidays to put a crutch on the fact that I use many things to crutch my way through life, and that's okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what does it got? Uh, sugar, whiskey, orange slice, cocktail cherry. Very old-fashioned. It's like yeah, a little yeah. fruity, you, little whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty bitter. Um, you got to have the uh the bitters in there. Um, I think the simple, orange slice just really a makes little a bit deal, makes a deal too. A little bit of simple syrup. I actually don't like mine with an orange. I don't. Some people don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer. And some people mine don't go, like the simple sugar, the simple syrup either. Right. Yeah. If you're like a if you're like a hardcore whiskey drinker, then you usually don't have any sweetener. I like just a little bit with it, but. When I, and it's got to be I'm on a lot drinks. of ice too, a lot of ice. Yeah, when I'm making drinks at the at the restaurant, I get the a lot of requests that they don't want the sugar and they only want ice. Or if I put too much ice in, I got to remake it or something. They're very particular with how they like their drink. Yeah, I don't know what's what's some other. Did we miss anything? I like not. Are you talking just drinks though? Not not food. Holiday just holiday drinks. drinks. Yeah, drinks. Yeah. drinks. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't, I, I know some people like to drink like the, uh, fall ales or whatever too. I don't even know. Like there's some Samuel Adams stuff on that. Like some sort of thanks Thanksgiving flavored theme. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. Sam Adams isn't that bad. I'm a, I'm a big beer but, fan. Um, there's not a lot of like seasonal ales that I really, really like only because like, I like the hoppy stuff, you know? So most of the, most of the fall stuff is kind of like your uh, your dark ales, your you know your regular old lagers that come in fall styles with pumpkin spice and other shit. But <laughs> I could drink a Bailey's and hot chocolate or Bailey's and coffee around this time. You know, if there I go to go. a Bills game at the end of the season, that might be a, a thing that I bring to a tailgate. But again, you know, the coffee already gets the stomach rolling in the morning. If I add a little Bailey's cream to it, you know, you, you never know. Catch yeah. me tailgate. So, dude, um, Bailey's cream is tricky too, dude. Because it's like, I don't know. What, 
So you're saying hot chocolate or coffee or coffee? Yeah, the hot With chocolate no creamer, might be a different. Creamer, creamer as the Bailey's or. Bailey's creamer uh, coffee. I'll probably use my regular setup with the French vanilla and sugar. I might okay. do a little less French vanilla than normal. Um, but you know, I, I'm always experimenting with my coffee. Like I, I got my spoon here. I'm always looking the spoon to see how much I'm already need to add in. Are you like a Keurig guy though? No, or? I got my, I got my pot. <laughs> I got my dude, coffee. That's pot. a grind. Like I was gonna say, if you get like your pot rocking right, dude, like people that are like good, like at like timing the, the coffee pot and like with the right filters and sh- that coffee. Tastes no, amazing, I set it up at like, night, bro. Uh, that, that coffee is made at five 45 in the morning. If I'm on top of my sh- the night before, otherwise it's a pain because I got to wait. My alarm goes off and I'm like freezing. I'm like, I want to get my ice something hot. Or if I'm sweating, I'll drink the iced coffee. Like Starbucks makes good iced coffee. And the same thing. I'll just put creamer in it. And I'll drink that first. But I need one or the other first thing. Like it's got to happen. Yeah, you I'm not getting to school. Like it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have some takes on both of those things. And y'all are going to think I'm a snob for this. So I apologize in advance. <laughs> okay. But... I'm a, uh, I've been officially converted to the the French press coffee yeah, like, bougie, every morning. Bro. It's bougie. so Don't good. you have to boil water, man? Like, well, okay. So here's, here's how you combat that. So, um, they make these things. They're like hot water reservoirs. So it's like yeah. a, a tank of hot water that keeps the water hot at all times. So you just got to make sure it's full before you go to bed. And honestly, it lasts for a few days because it holds enough water. Where so, do you put it? It's just on kitchen counter countertop kind of thing. It's not that big. It's like it's like the same, a little bit bigger than a regular coffee maker might be. And okay. all you do is, you know, you grind the beans. So I have a, an electric grinder. We use whole beans and stuff like that. And then you just <laughs> grind the beans, throw them in the French press, and pour some water over it, and your coffee's ready in three minutes. So okay. in a lot of ways, it's actually faster than having a coffee it pot. Is. It is faster. You know, in, in the morning when you're going electric, for it, but it's good. Dude, you grinder. soak the beans in. Pat, more Pat, ca- do you have more an electric caffeine. grinder. <laughs> I wish I wish I had an electric grinder, but believe it or not, it's not dual purpose. I, I've had a friend, my dear friend Charles, <laughs> Charles Park, Mortimer Hall. I miss you, bud. Uh, it's not a it's a coffee grinder for a reason. Um, Move up to your mic, bro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was saying. Um, well, I guess Pat, like, Pat likes to lean back in his chair and just talk to the room. <laughs> John's like pointing frantically at the mic without trying to cut off Pat, but like I could only see it for a few more seconds. No, I had to no, say we're going to miss out on Pat's wonderful takes. But anyway, the other thing I was going to say, cause you're talking about Bailey's in your coffee and I've, yeah. like, I don't like sweet stuff in my coffee. So I've never been like a, too much of a Bailey's person, which like I get it. I'm not going to hit on Bailey's, but like I'm to me, the only time that it feels right to have alcohol in the morning is if you're cracking a Molson outside the Ralph, like at 9am or but other or, than that, or there's one other place that I know that you will crack a Molson in the oh, morning. Yeah, f- fishing. Oh dude, that's <laughs> so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and only if we're by Canada. If it's a Finger Lake, nah, nah. If it's like exactly. Erie yeah, or no. like Ontario, <laughs> there's Canada. Cheers. <laughs> exactly. Cheers Every to time, fellow man. Canadians. Like I said, I've recently found my Canadian heritage to be full on both sides of my family. So I, I are you serious, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, about that. He's, he's got a he's got to swing some health insurance out of this, bro. Like, yeah. So I I am just as much Canadian here as I am uh, whatever else I am. So yeah. Go Leafs. Don't don't you dare! We, don't, we won't tolerate that slander here. <laughs> we go from singing Queen to talking about Canadian and realizing who we are as people, right? It's just like the Bills, yeah. <laughs> going full circle. Yeah. Also, John, we are very similar cats, right? I think we're, we're similar people, but you know, the, you lost me at the hoppy beers, and you really, really lost me at. I don't like my coffee sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like how? I, what? I mean, you put cream in there though, right? Like I, I do uh, cream, no per- sugar, 2% milk. Like I grind on. Yeah. 2% oh. milk. Oh yeah. dude. The 2% with the French press though. So you have cut up those beans. I mean, you're getting the max uh, <laughs> surface area, the max surface area caffeine, um, into the cup, but yeah. it's cool no. though. It's kind of like, like an umbrella like type deal. Yep. 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 Something like that. That's cool. But, I've yeah, never had yeah, coffee no, out of a French press before. I, I've gone different directions. So like I used to buy the sweet creamer when I was first in college and I had a little Keurig set up in my dorm room. And then um, once I ran out of creamer and I was too lazy to go get creamer for the next um, three weeks. And so then I was a black coffee drinker for a oh, good like year. Crazy. And then 
I don't know. My stomach usually just feels better if there's a little bit of milk in it because it's very acidic and, you know, milk is basic. So it kind of balances it out a little bit. And I think it tastes a little bit better that way. But there there are definitely some pure coffee drinkers out there who like it. You know, like my dad's a black coffee drinker. Why? Why do people do this to themselves? Well, he also has got to like, I don't know, though, you know. I feel like when you're older, you really don't give a fuck, dude. Like, well, I, I don't. I think that they kick you out of. The, I think they kick you out of the engineers' union if if you put milk in your coffee. So, real quick, while we're talking about holiday stuff, real quick, I just um, favorite favorite Thanksgiving food, and and tell me why, and tell me why everything else sucks. Uh, okay, can I tell you why something sucks first? Because I'll sure. stand by this. I, you know what? When things suck, I try them because I feel like. My brain's evolving very fast, so I can like something and dislike something. So I have tried baby tomatoes like 15 occasions in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. I get disappointed by them every time. Well, you and expect this, them to taste like grapes, man. Uh, That's like my problem. with. Oh, they're okay. not good. They're just not good. Why would I eat something like that? What do I get? It's gross. It's seedy. <laughs> the juice is gross. But anyways, the same thing that I try often that I don't like. And you can debate on what it's called, but it's stuffing, bro. I don't like stuffing. Doesn't really? taste good. I've never, oh, that, never that liked is it. Unpopular. Brittany loves it. Everybody loves it, and I fucking hate it. It does not belong on my plate. Don't let it touch anything on my plate. I don't want it. I'm 26 years old by the time this show drops, and I don't. I've had it on my birthday. <laughs> I don't want it on my birthday. I don't want stuffing. All right. I, it is not a new development. Wow. Not even <sighs> like Stouffer's, like the no. uh, the the instant no. stuff with ton. Of, no. Not even like. With the extra no. MSG in there? Nothing. No. <laughs> I don't care if Jesus makes it and sends it on a platter, bro. I'm just not going to touch it. Like, <laughs> Same thing with the regular real cranberry sauce. Like, Get the real crap out of my face. Give me the canned stuff. Give oh, me the little cool dude, indents on I, the side of it, man. Brandon Habermas, I will fight you to the death on no, this. No. No. Real cranberry, cranberry sauce. So much better. Real cranberry sauce is my favorite part what? of Thanksgiving. Oh, dude, that's literally my... You guys must have people that make it good or something, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, my grandpa used to make it um, for our Thanksgiving and like I make it now or, or like my grandma on my mom's side makes it. And dude, I love it. Like you get a little couple of, I used to hate it as a kid because it was too sour. Now it's like, it makes my mouth water because it's like, it's good cranberry sauce will like make you sweat while you're eating it. <laughs> but it's like, you get like a couple of whole berries in there and like, those kind of like pop while you're chewing it. And this sounds grosser than it actually is now that I'm explaining it. But yeah, dude, cranberry sauce. My yeah, favorite I, think, part. I think you might agree with me on this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. John, I feel like your family is very good with the kitchen stuff. Yeah. Like you have, yeah. You, they are very good with it. I didn't you guys, know. And you, you like cook and grind together. Like when you're together too, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you enjoy your time spent together. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Many families that are totally like that, but uh, anyways, due to the nature of the divorce in my family, I usually have multiple Thanksgiving meals, <laughs> and none of them feature real cranberry sauce until I was older. And I don't, I, I don't even remember which family side of it that I had it, but somebody had real cranberry sauce. I was like, what the f- is wrong with this cranberry sauce? <laughs> Why is there no outline from the can? Like, why is it not jelly? This is gross. This is gross. I'm not touching it. And it was gross. And I grew up on the sauce in the can. Um, it's good. It needs to be cold. I like it cold. And I'll eat it. And I like taking a bite with the dark meat with the cranberry sauce. Yeah. The one thing I'll say, I don't like mixing the cranberry sauce with anything. Like, I Just like it meat. by itself. Only with the yeah. meat. Wait, cranberry sauce with the meat. Do you not do that? No man, I'm, like, I mean, I'm very, I'm very vanilla. Yeah, I'm just like, I'll Put get some chicken. Yeah, I don't use get gravy. some taters. Chicken. Ton of what gravy. holiday are you celebrating? <laughs> oh you man, mean turkey. Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I will say turkey is usually the weakest part of Thanksgiving meal. Like, save the all- turkeys, eat the chicken. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that the turkey's bad because I don't think it's bad, but like, good twice a year. Turkey, it's really hard to cook a turkey perfectly unless it's like deep fried or something like that. So it's usually a little bit dry. You know, if the gravy's got to be really good because you got to douse it in gravy. 
but you're so excited about all the other stuff and you're like, yeah, my body wants as many carbs as I can stuff into it right now. You know, like my body every day, those of us who aren't crazy, love the stuffing and and the rolls and stuff (laughs) like, (laughs) well, I mean, sometimes you'll get like the add onion in the stuffing and like, that's usually where I get a little bit grossed out, but like I'll usually power (laughs) through it. (laughs) Don't even get on my plate. Nah, dude, I like the onions in there. Onion, but it's funny. Onion is really good in certain things. Because Pat, I probably agree with you on this. I'm pretty vanilla with my stuff. I just started using condiments as a 24 year old. Um, what are you, I what wonder are you why everything was so dry my whole life. Like, what are you grinding I, with right now? Brando? I just I love like, ketchup uh, now. I'm like on it. Like I never, I didn't eat yo. ketchup for 24 years. And uh, oh man, no if, ketchup, Bruce, had, if Bruce is listening to this episode, which you know, God bless him if he made it this far, but like. <laughs> He's, he's like these if guys anybody's are listening at the 58th minute just comment like <laughs> oh, i'll give man, you a like, bill's hat if you like make these, it through and I'll, like and these comment. are the least refined food connoisseurs <laughs> of all time like should these guys even be talking about this like <laughs> no you hear it here first you get a giveaway if you are listening to this episode and you make it to the 58th minute you tweet and you tag my twitter Haber 28 If you if you do that and you mark the fifty eight minutes and forty five <laughs> seconds and it's on, I will mail you a Bills hat. You can choose between baseball hat or winter hat. You heard it here right now. Boom. You'd be surprised at how many people actually do make it. Okay, this far uh, tweet me. Yeah. I, I want to hear it. All right, I'll but, mail it to. It's, it's hilarious though because I don't know if you guys listen to Food for Thought. Great podcast comes out on uh, Saturday mornings. They they do it on Friday nights. Yes, live, their but, intro is good. Also, their intro is oh, good. Oh, it's, of course. Yeah. But anyway, no, Bruce and Nate are great. And, and they'll sit and talk about, you know, like how they like their steak or what they like on their steaks and, and the best steak that all this really refined, like great food takes. And then we're sitting here like, you know, Pat, Pat's like, Hey guys, I left my tendies in the oven for an extra minute. And this is how they turned out. I guess how we're talking. Uh, they about are food. established adults, man. Yeah. We're balling on budgets here. Like, is that the line? Like, true. you know, if, if you still make Mac and cheese like us every once in a while, is, is that, is that what counts? Maybe that's how they should do health insurance. Like if you're still making mac and cheese at least once a week, then like you can still stay on your parents' health insurance for a little bit longer. Bro, once a week, man. I, I make that like yeah, yeah. Four, <laughs> two, three. How's that work? Do you have like dairy-free mac and no, cheese? You no, make? Just, no, dude, he probably grinds it out. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we got our, uh, our food takes in, I think that'll just about wrap it up for this one. All right, gentlemen, take care. All right. See you guys. Go Bills. <laughs> Support for this episode has come from eBay. You know real when you feel it. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you don't have to wonder. You know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic. Maybe it's a designer handbag, sneakers that pop, jewelry that shines as bright as you do. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.